Radio MD. RadioMD.com. The world's preeminent talk radio portal. All about your health. And now here's Melanie Cole, MS, host of Staying Well. Well, if you've been thinking of spinal surgery and you're terrified at the prospect, you might want to consider minimally invasive techniques. There are so many on the market today. We're going to explain to you exactly what that means. My guest is Dr. Jeffrey Fishgrund. He's the chief of orthopedic surgery at Beaumont Hospital in Royal Oak, Michigan. Welcome to the show, Dr. Fishgrund. Give the listeners a little working definition of what is minimally invasive surgery versus an open surgical technique. Good afternoon, and thank you. Um, most of the listeners got to be careful when you hear the word minimally invasive. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes it's really a lot of marketing, but what it really means is using as small incision as possible, but still big enough to get the job done, as opposed to some of the bigger open procedures we did years ago with a lot more exposure to see the spine. So really, who would want minimally invasive? What makes somebody a candidate for this? Well, I think first you have to go back and remember that most people with back problems don't need surgery. Uh, Probably only about 10 to 15% of all the people I see ever need back surgery. And then number two, the most important thing is spine surgery works really well for people with leg pain due to pinched nerves, but it always doesn't work so well for people with back pain. And that's really the key differentiator. Okay, so what conditions does it work for? So so probably the the best use of uh, spine surgery in the low back is for people that have ruptured discs. Uh, The disc is the cushion in between the bones, and occasionally a piece of it will basically squirt out out and push it on a nerve going down people's leg, and they complain of things called sciatica, pain shooting down the leg. That's probably one of the more common diagnoses I see and probably the ones that have the best result from surgery. So when you're talking about these decompression procedures, fusions, discectomies, laminectomies, any of these ectomies that people hear and have no idea what they mean, tell us a little bit about the surgery itself. When we hear minimally invasive, what does that mean? Well, what that typically means, such as for a procedure like a discectomy, like I described the patient with the ruptured disc, it usually means a one-inch incision. We basically go down in between the muscles, take out a minimal amount of bone, move the nervous side, and then just take out the ruptured part of the disc. So realistically, it's just a partial discectomy and a partial what we would call laminotomy. And once you take the pressure off the nerve and take out that ruptured part of the disc, nine times out of ten, people will notice significant relief of the leg pain very quickly. And how? what is the recovery like? So first, is this typically an inpatient? Do they have to spend the night in the hospital with one of these types of procedures? And then what is recovery like versus, you know, an open technique? Yeah. Well, the recoveries are fairly similar because this is a, a relatively small operation. But for the true minimally invasive surgery for a, a partial discectomy, um, typically it's an outpatient procedure, um, means you'll come in the morning, usually go home later that afternoon. Uh, there's a moderate amount of back pain afterwards that people usually need narcotics for a week or less. And you got to be careful for the first six weeks with bending, lifting, twisting, and turning because occasionally the disc can re-rupture. But typically after six weeks, people get started in rehab. Once you're done with rehab, you have no restrictions at all and should get back to a normal lifestyle. 
And is this something that needs to be redone? Because I know that I've heard people say, well, I wouldn't have that kind of surgery because it has to be redone every couple of years. Does the minimally invasive type procedures, do they stick? Do they work for a long period? Again, a lot of it comes down to the indication for the procedure. So if somebody's having a discectomy for a ruptured disc and leg pain, the chance of you needing further surgery because the disc ruptures again is probably about 5% for the rest of your life. The bigger issue comes up when people have much larger operations, such as fusions for low back pain. We know that when you do fusions, that puts increased stress on the levels above and below, and those are the ones that can have more problems down the line with other levels in their back. After the surgery, doctor, do they then go through physical therapy just as they would with any surgery and recovery, six to eight weeks kind of thing, and then physical therapy, and then keeping their back strong and flexible after that? Yeah, I think that's really the key. Now, there are those young, healthy individuals that never need therapy, um, but those that do need surgery and then need therapy, what I usually want to tell them, their lifetime goal is to keep their weight under control, getting some kind of cardiovascular activity, get your heart rate up, but then equally importantly, some type of core strengthening, abdominal uh, abdominal muscles, back extension, trunk rotation, keep your core as strong as possible, and that will minimize the chances of future problems. What's going on today in the world of minimally invasive surgery? What are some of the things we can look for on the horizon and new techniques? Well, for those people that do need surgery, um, these smaller incisions lead to faster recoveries, There's been a a whole exploding field of new techniques, new instrumentation systems that allow surgeons to do these procedures through incisions that are probably one-half to one-tenth of the size we did years ago. One example is patients that have much larger injuries, such as trauma or fractures. We used to have probably a 10-inch to 12-inch incision to put in screws and rods. New instrumentation systems, we can do several small incisions, put in the same screws and rods, and there's much less pain after the surgery and a much quicker rehab. And what about for elderly patients, Dr. Fishgrunt? Because I know that they're told a lot of times some sorry surgery is not an option for you. Are there some minimally invasive techniques for people with, say, severe arthritis that is causing that sciatica that can be really debilitating? And if they're, say, over 75 or 80, are there things that can be done? And that's a really good question, and that is absolutely the most common operation I do. I actually have three of them today. And, through again, through a small incision, we can use various cutting instruments to remove bone spurs. The bottom line is once you take the pressure off the nerve by removing these bone spurs and give the nerve more room uh, in a large uh, amount of the time, the leg pain goes away pretty quickly, and it makes a marked difference in patients' lives. And what is the anesthetic like for an elderly person? Is this a general anesthetic? Because that would seem to be what they're mostly afraid of. And the surgery, as you say, you've got three of them today. And for an elderly person, they get afraid of the actual procedure itself. Yeah, and that's a good point. And typically, we would need medical clearance. You need to see your internist part of the surgery. But when we can do this minimally invasive, um, the surgery itself usually takes less than an hour. There's almost no blood loss, so there's less stress on the system. And to be honest with you, uh, a good amount of time, we can do this under a spinal anesthetic, so there's not the risk of a general anesthetic. That's really amazing. I think that that is going to be, it's really the future 
of this type of thing. But as you say, you're hoping and you think that most people don't even need spine surgery. We have about a minute left, Dr. Fishgrund. Please give us your best advice for people suffering from back pain, maybe prevention of back pain altogether and in information on minimally invasive spinal surgery. So, so I, again, the best thing for prevention is to maintain some type of exercise program, keep your weight down with core strengthening. Uh, 90% of people at some point have low back pain. Most episodes resolve uh, within a week or less. Uh, typically, those patients with back pain, we can get better with time, rest, and then an exercise program. But when you develop leg pain, that persists for longer than a couple of weeks. You probably should see a physician and get a more thorough workup. Well, I think that's such great information. And can you tell people where they can find more information about you, Dr. Fishgrund? Well, um, yeah, I work at Beaumont Health Systems, which is actually one of the largest health systems in the country. I'm centered here in Royal Oak, Michigan, in the Department of Orthopedics. Uh, But typically, if you go on the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons website or the neurosurgical website, you'll find many qualified spine surgeons that do open and minimally invasive spinal surgery. Thank you so much. That's really great information. You're listening to Radio MD. If you missed any of the great information that we've been giving, you can listen anytime, on demand or on the go. Share it with your friends. This is information that people need to know. You've learned here today about minimally invasive spine surgery, when you might need it and when you don't. And really, the best way to prevent is to maintain that good core strength. Keep yourself at a good weight, good exercise program, cardiovascular, core strength, strength training. That's the best advice. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening and stay well. Stay well.